it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to the Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Well, happy Monday to everybody. This is the Baldface Truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn. That is Judah Newby as well. He is with me. We're filling in for John Kanzano. I feel like this is kind of day two of Pac-12 Media Day. Maybe the Pac-12 should just go two days of Media Day. I feel, I really do feel that, Judah. Like, that's the way it should be. There's so many people, so many interviews. I mean, John interviewed, I believe, close to 30 players and coaches. Like, you can't fit all that in one day. You got prolific, you got, man. You got to go two days with that, right? I think so. I think it's within the conference's uh, best interest to do two days. Well, especially no, maybe three days. It's Vegas, baby. Especially when you're not going to announce a media day. What else are you going to talk about? What else are you, you going to talk about? You're talk about players. <laughs> <laughs> your, your mark went two days with Big 12, and they were at the Cowboys Stadium. I feel like you can do at least two days to keep pace with the Big 12. See, I'm throwing this as day two. This is day two of Pac-12 Media Day. Guess what? We're going to have a day three of Pac-12 Media Day probably as well. Uh, with so many interviews that John did. I did a couple. We'll play a lot of those today, including Shador Sanders. You're going to want to hear that one. Um, we wanted to play that on Friday, but we debated on if we should even air it uh, at all because it wasn't very good. That's what I will say about that. Uh, you'll want to listen to that. We'll play that at around 4.20-ish around there. Uh, so be sure to tune into that. John Canzano with Shador Sanders. But we're going to listen to uh, Washington State. I talked to John Canzano today over at Camp Exceptional Judah. That's where John is today doing the I camp. I love Camp Exceptional. I do too. Mike, this is the first time I've been there. My kids are doing it. Uh, Lincoln, eight, Hudson, four, turning five. But he was a little sad. Uh, it's another whole other story. We're embarrassed. The Vaughn family is embarrassed of his... <laughs> Of his showing that camp is exceptional today. But uh, Lincoln had a great time. I texted him. He said he had a great time playing Frogger. So uh, that's good. But John was telling me, he goes, hey, Steven, make sure you tell yourself and Judah, you guys got to get Jake Dicker on the show today because Washington State fans are mad at me. And you know what? I, I get it. Come on, John. Washington State's always the team that's left out, Judah. We always think, oh, there's middle of the pack. This is Washington State, just the Cougs. Gets no love. And then John doesn't play him on Friday. Come on, John. It's almost like uh, he, he didn't have control over what airs. I, hey, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe me and Judah did it. Uh, uh, a, little, a little behind the curtain. You know, we, we're tight on time. You know what I mean? And and it's uh, we got to stay on the clock. John did 30 interviews. You don't give or take. Can't air all 30. And I think the ones that we did clear on Friday were the priorities. That being said, I get I get Coug fans' disappointment. You want to hear your head coach with John Cazano? Those are always great conversations. Well, you're going to get it, and you're going to get it coming up here shortly. Yeah, you're going to get it here. And Jake Digger did a great job now. Washington State, you know, they're always picked middle of the pack. Uh, you know, what What do you think of Washington State this year real quick? Just right off the bat, like, you know, Cam Ward's coming back. Uh, you know, there's been some changes in the coaching staff but they're always going to be a solid program, right? Jake Dicker, def- yeah. defense. I mean, what do we? What do you think of Washington well, that's, State? That's John, John tends to think that Washington State and Arizona have a chance to get in that upper echelon of Pac-12 teams. I don't necessarily agree with that. What do you think about that? So they lost, I think, Henley was their big linebacker. He was like a second or third round pick uh, in the draft last year. If you remember, Wazoo, week two last year, goes right into Camp Randall as a 17-and-a-half point dog. Beats Wisconsin 17-14. Pushes, pushes them around, yeah. Just 
their defense just smothered. Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's offense, Graham Mertz, everything. Like, they're always going to be able to run the football. Well, they didn't really run the football on the Cougs. I, the Cougs offense much. didn't play well. 17 and a half point dogs. They go in there and rip out the W. And then there are the Oregon game in the conference opener last year that got drunk in the second I, half. I wonder <laughs> if they pulled that game. If they would have won like they probably should have, does their season go differently? Like, does it turn around the entire season? Their eight, nine wins? I'm inclined to believe you because that's how college football works sometimes. Yeah. There are there are some early benchmarks in your year. And for me, for Oregon, it's the Lubbock trip week two this year. Can't wait. That kind of they they start to build out what your season will have its shape. And uh for I think Washington State, that Oregon game was was one of them. Because if you win that Oregon game, parlayed with the Wisconsin win, you're talking about a kind of a special year. So anyway, that's kind of the backdrop. Because I will say Cam Ward I think was a little volatile for my liking at quarterback last year with a coordinator in Eric Morris he was supposed to be comfortable with coming over from North Texas. Well, Morris is gone. They got a new OC, Ben Arbuckle from Western Kentucky. I'm excited to see what kind of offense. Cam Ward returning with Arbuckle. It's very similar to a maybe a junior degree yeah. to what Bo Nix and Will Stein are going to be going through at Oregon, right? New play caller, up-and-coming play caller from UTSA with an established QB. Something similar going on in Pullman, and I'm excited to see how it looks. And we'll we'll hear from Cam Ward. He does talk about uh, the new offensive coordinator, Arbuckle, mm. in his interview with John. We'll listen to that a little bit. But right now, this we'll open it up with Kook, for you, Kook fans. I got your back. Steven's got your back here. <laughs> Judah's got your back. Uh, this was from Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. John Canzano talking to head coach Jake Dickert. Jake Dickert is with us, Washington State football coach. Um, before we get into all the football, family, vacation, where'd you guys go this summer or you had to get away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we still go back home to Wisconsin. You okay. know, we get about seven days of you know just family and fun and uh, kind of getting around the state, do a little boating and you know playing a little cornhole and just kind of reconnecting yeah. with everybody. I got three kids, you know, so they get to see cousins and family. And and I, I do say this: the more I do this, I'd love just being home in Pullman. You yeah. know, summers are the best time. Yeah. Ninety degrees, dry heat. Yeah. Uh, the boys are playing. Uh, you know, baseball, I should have a, a yeah. tournament in Lewiston to get back okay. to, you know, so excited about kind of just taking some time to, to decompress. Where do you sit at the baseball games? Do you sit? Do you stand down the right field line? Oh, do it's you, a, John, this is a funny dynamic. So, you know, I'm coach all the time. Yeah. So when I'm there, I want to be dad. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But my wife, oh, man, <laughs> she, she's on them now. Yeah. You know, she's screaming and yelling, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead and yell at that ref. That's you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, so hard. it's a fun dynamic. I sit down the line. Yeah. I try to be encouraging and uh, just, just enjoy just kind of being a dad. Did you play baseball growing up? Were you? So baseball was everything in our house. Yeah. You know, my dad is baseball through and through. He was actually in the movie Major League. Really? Yeah, he was an extra. Okay. They, they filmed it in County Stadium yeah. when we were in Milwaukee. Yeah. He still plays currently in the uh, 60 and over national tournaments in really? Phoenix and in Fort Myers. So he made me into a lefty just because yeah. he thought it was the fastest way to the bigs, yeah. right? even though I throw righty. Right. So I was That's a big good. baseball guy kind of growing up. That's great. I, I I grew up that way too. My dad my dad would always hang, hang out down the right field line. He had played professional baseball, and so he didn't want to be the dad behind home plate, you know, yelling yeah. between every pitch. But the rides home were always, uh, he would say, I really liked that you did this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a bunch of instruction. What's the ride home like for you guys? Is, yeah, <laughs> is it different? Uh, no, is, mom, no. is mom going, well, what are, wait a minute. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, start with a lot of positives. You yeah. know, you do this, and I always start with, what did you learn? 
you know, because I think when you're eight years old in that age and you're playing a eight game, years old, you got to enjoy it, you know. But what'd you learn today? Hey, uh, uh, first and third, and I'm a catcher. I got to be ready for the steal. Yeah. You know, whatever those little learns yeah. are, and uh, I just encourage them to keep going. You know, you just want to have fun with the game, and I love yeah. them to try everything. You know, they yeah. play soccer and basketball and football, and, and they do it all right now, and uh, just trying to keep yeah. them out of mom's hair. You know, that yeah. goes. What'd you learn last season? I don't know if we have enough time to talk about Are we about taking it. a ride home here? If we're ta- on the ride home it's, from the season. Oh, man. It, uh, what, what a journey. You know, I think yeah. uh, all of us have as, as coaches, you know, a goal that you want to be a head coach. Here's the plan. Here's our values. Here's how I'm going to run a program. You know, I've been blessed to be around some of the best coaches in college football, and my greatest mentor is Craig Bowl. And, and I got a first-class education on – toughness Mm -hmm. you know on details on doing things the right way you know coach wore a suit and tie every day yeah you know but uh still put your own spin on it and learn that you can't do everything you know i even grind myself to a pulp doing it that way and just empower the leaders within our program but really worked hard to establish a really good culture and i feel like that's what we've empowered now and then now you get in a year two and year three and year five and year ten and now you just you feel great about what you the work that you've put in but uh you know, it's just about managing the imbalances yeah. of college football. I was talking with Jed Fish. He had had uh, some turnover on his staff, and he was saying how important it was for him to have some coaches who came back. You've dealt with some turnover. I look at Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. He has almost no turnover. Yeah. Kyle at Utah has almost no turnover. But they're spending, too. Yeah. You need that support. I'm not here to – this is not going to be a telethon where we ask Pat Chun to yeah. increase the assistant pool, yeah. but – that's important, That have, getting those guys back and making sure that everybody feels good about where they're working. It is important, and I think stability is how you build things and build programs. You know, But I will say through our change, and we have a change at strength and conditioning coordinator. Yeah. It's huge. You know, offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Um, we found a way to grow, you know, and I think that's been important You know, because I think uh, the mainstays mm-hmm. of our program there, from myself to Ron Stone Jr. and Brennan Jackson and Cam and – you know, so I think you got to find staples that you can really root into, you know, and as change is happening around them, find a way to get better, you know, and I feel like uh, the change has been a positive thing, you know, and that's not just because no. I'm the head coach and chose these guys, no, but I think but... we've got guys that really fit. And But in any walk of life, you want to retain quality guys. Yeah. You, know, you want to retain quality people within yeah. a program. And, uh, you know, I think I've learned a lot from Coach Leach. He did a good job of just – kind of promoting up within his program, you know, and guys that know what he expects and know the way he wants things done. And uh, that'll be a unique way of, you know, the way we need to navigate it at, at Pullman and Washington State. Yeah. Lincoln Riley said this about Mike Leach. He said that, you know, you get a lot of coaches who will hire the name that is a yeah. proven name. But what Leach did really well is he would identify somebody who was just a good coach and yep. was a good hire. Yep. Didn't matter if they had the resume, he hired that person. And – uh, but it takes some confidence to Correct. do that. Like, he, And you need to have an AD over your shoulder who goes, I trust that you know what you're doing. Yeah, and a lot of those guys coached offense. You know? <laughs> so I yeah. think Mike had a unique <laughs> eye yeah. uh, for what worked for his system and his style. Yeah. You know, And I think he knew that better than anybody. Yeah. There's only one Mike Leach. Yeah. You know, I think the air raid term is just misused you mm-hmm. know i would love to go from an air raid disciple to calling it a mike leach disciple yeah because all those guys are doing things their own way but the core of what they learned from him yeah. and the toughness and his imprint is on college football like you'd never believe and you know we're excited about honoring you know coach leach's legacy yeah. you know in our home opener against wisconsin and 
he made Washington State believe we could win again. Mm-hmm. He took over a downtrodden program, put his stamp on it, was patient. It yeah. wasn't pretty the first three years. Yeah. Um, and then we've carried on the tradition. You know, he established that the standard of the program is go to a bowl game. It used to never be that way. Yeah. You know, so excited about that. And uh, not sure your initial question, but I know Coach's imprint is on, yeah. you know, our, our game to the utmost. When uh, I think about you guys, somebody asked me about you guys, and I said, look, I, I picked you guys in Arizona as two schools that I thought could be really disruptive this season because I think I'm not worried about you on defense. You're going to be you're going to be a good defensive team. If you can get the offense together and get some consistency there, take care of the ball, I think you give people problems. Is, am I oversimplifying it, though? Like, is that a media generalization, or is that kind of what you're thinking? No, game is a uh, – football is a uh... – game that we count com- complicate too many times yeah. you know but i to your point i think we have a humble conviction of what our team can do you know and uh offensively i think we're, that's where we're going to make the most strides you know i really believe that we've had some transition at the wide receiver group but on the back end of it we're more athletic hmm. you know i think people saw that in the spring game we have guys now that can catch the ball and make things happen and i think cam is more clear and convicted in what he's going to do and but we got to win the tough moments. Yeah. You know, we had opportunities last year. Um, you know, we lost to six top 25 teams mm-hmm. and had opportunities in every one of those yeah. football games to come out with a win. You know, so we got to learn from that. You, you should have beat Oregon. Yeah. That's the I, game I, I look back. You should have beat I will Oregon. say this, John. I, I tell yeah. our guys, I never use the word should. Yeah. We had opportunities to win that game. And yeah. uh, they were tougher than we were. And we, that's a hard learn. Yeah. You know, but uh, we got to grow from that, and we got to be situationally ready this year to close the door. And uh, other teams did it. Utah would be another one. Yeah. We're right there. Um, they found a way, and we didn't. And we got to, you know, take our program to the next step. And I think that's part of the journey. And that's not just an offensive thing. Yeah. That's a program thing. And I think that's where we're allowed as a program. Hopefully, we can take that next step. It's interesting in looking at like the list of players that I'll interview today. You know, twenty-four players you pretty much could circle them and go, all of these guys would be targets for NIL collectives at other schools. Ron Stone Jr. would be at the top of my list if I were in the SEC or a Pac-12 competitor. He said, they find ways to find you Mm -hmm. in in and outside the rules. How do we stop that element of NIL? How do you stop, I'm just going to say, an SEC school from – Looking at Ron Stone and going, hey, we can get you this. Yeah. Luckily, he's a mature kid well, who goes, hey, I, I, I'm happy where I am. Yeah, it, it happened. You know, it's not something that's fictional. You yeah. know, Ron had those opportunities, yeah. you know, and he chose to finish what he started. You know, and uh, I choose to be very proactive in those conversations. I let him know this is what's going to happen. You know, be open and honest with me as we keep going throughout the process, and let's make the best decision for you, and that's not always easy. But Ron Stone Jr. is going to finish out as a kook. You leave somewhere for six months, yeah. it all goes away. Yeah. You know, and you lose that, you know, who you are. And yeah. uh, But the money has gotten so crazy, I don't, I don't know what the solution is besides some federal legislation that puts us back on the rails. Yeah. You know, we've gotten off the rails, yeah. and uh, we're kind of a runaway train. And, but, John, our game, I believe, is the best sport in the country. It's exciting. Yeah. It's fast-paced. It's student-athlete-focused and driven, and it's just – it's everything. So what are we going to do to preserve the next generation of college football? Uh, because right now it's on a little bit of a tough trajectory, yeah. and it's, you know, given some rules are slanted to the select few. Yeah. 
and whoever's boosters are willing to go out there and pay for it, those are the guys that are getting the players. Do you think there should be a database where we, we know what everyone's of getting? Of course, of course. Because I think that's part of the problem. We don't, we, nobody knows what yeah, anybody's I mean, getting. And I think there's so many rumors out there. Yeah. You know, and I think you have enough recruiting conversations. You know, most young people are willing to communicate what they are getting. Yeah. You know, so the information is readily there. I think it'll help, uh, you know, just kind of let you know, the public know this is where we're at. Yeah. It'll help Washington State. Yeah. Boosters and alums know, hey, guys, hey, we've got to step up. This is yeah. what's real. This isn't rumor. This yeah. is what's real. Yeah. You know, and I, I give them situations of, of what has happened and how we've lost guys through, through the money side of it. You know, but uh, at the end of the day, the numbers are growing so hard or high that it's hard to not have real conversations yeah. with guys. But luckily you got, like Stone said, you know, he knows if everything unfolds as it should, he'll play in the NFL Correct. and Correct. he'll get at the end of the rainbow. It's there. That's right. And yeah. that's the real yeah. NIL. Yeah. You know, and don't forget about that. Right. You know, you're going to have an army of people that are going to come to your support. When you stay somewhere for five years and you graduate there, mm -hmm. do you get that when you just go play for money? You know, I don't. Yeah. I, that, that's a part of the game that we're losing, and I think yeah. we got to get it back. Jake Dickert, thank you. Thanks no. for stopping by. Thank you, John. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Go yep. Cougs. That was head coach of Washington State, Jake Dickert, with John Canzano uh, Friday down in Las Vegas for Pac-12 Media Day. And, Judah, I, I do want to talk about this a little bit. I got a couple of takeaways from this interview uh, with Jake Dickert and John, like the culture of Washington State. And John was talking about Utah and Oregon State, how they haven't lost many players and how Washington State needs to get to that level. I kind of want to relay this back to the Beavers I, on that question. Like, why, is it really Washington State's shooting to be where Oregon State is right now? Like, if Oregon State has another 10-win season, are we going to be looking at Oregon State as one of the elite teams in the Pac-12 like for the next couple of seasons? Like, this is going to keep rolling on and rolling on, and can Washington State get to that level? Like, I, I just think – I always picture Washington State and Oregon State kind of on the same level, but the way – that it was kind of portrayed there, how John said it, he kind of thinks Oregon State is far and above Washington State's level. Is Are they really that far ahead of Washington State? Um, you know, if they are, it's it's by a couple of seasons, and it's just because there's proof of performance with Oregon State. And Washington State is, you know, on the incline. But if you think about when, you know, <laughs> this is why the Rolovich thing is such a mess. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Rolovich mess, then maybe. That's... But that's a, such a massive wrinkle in all this. You know, at least Oregon State, they had the Gary Anderson mess, but they were able to cut it clean and get it over to Jonathan, and now we're five years in. Whereas Wazoo had Leach, and obviously Leach, you know, rest in peace, goes to Starkville, and then the Rolovich mess and the pandemic, you can't forget, like, at least the Beavs got to navigate the pandemic with an established coach while Wazoo had what they were going through. So that's what's keeping them from being, I think they're on a similar track, but without question, they're a couple of seasons behind where Oregon State is. And I think if you're Oregon State, you're probably looking at what Utah's doing. Yeah. The fact that Utah's had the annual success year over year that they've had with Whittingham that's been there 15 years. You know what I'm saying? And and they're able to navigate NIL and Portal, at least to a decent degree. You look at the behemoths, their scheduling and non-conference. I mean... Baylor, Florida this year. Yeah. I think Oregon State's looking at what Utah's doing and be like, that's where we want to get to yeah. on an annual year-in-year-out basis. And frankly, I think Smith has said as much because he, he says, I have so much respect for Kyle Whittingham and the six that they've done there. I, I kind of see that love triangle. You know, yeah. Wazoo looking at Oregon State, looking at Utah, and like the three of us, I think we're on similar planes. That's a, that's a good point. I like I like that take on that because it, that's it. Just kind of threw me off a little bit when I because I always just pictured, but yeah, maybe Oregon State is 
that far ahead of Washington State just because Jonathan has been there for so many years and Jake Dickerson year two, right? It was a full year program. So I think he ran in that. The other one I thought was interesting when he talked about the NIL deal. Um, like the NIL world, I think for Washington State, and he touched on it with, you know, talking about Ron Stone, how he said he's the perfect candidate to go to an SEC school. That always lingers in the back of my mind. And I think it's terrible for college sports that like, if you're at a smaller school or just, you know, a lower, a smaller market, let's just say, because, you know, Washington State, Oregon State, still in the Pac-12, still big time schools. But you look at that and, you, you know, as soon as one of those guys has a good year, you know, Damian Martinez was the talk of this in Corvallis. There's just going to be some SEC school that swoops in with money and takes them away. So I just I, I love the answer that he had. Like, you know, you, you'd love to have the amount of money everyone's making. That way you can get your collective on board, because I think it's bad for the game if it turns into true free agency and just money wins over everything, I would love for it to be. If you started the school, at least that school knows kind of like, okay, if we can get to this dollar amount, then I'll stay at this, stay at this school. So for like, you know, for Ron stone, like it wasn't even about the money NIL. Cause I think he's just a true baller. Like he just wants to play football, but there's going to be guys that are saying, you know, I want to leave a Washington state and go play at USC. Cause they can offer me a little more money. But if that money is known, the Washington state can come in and uh, you know match it. Well, Beaver fans literally saw that with one of their own, Omar right? Spates, yeah. Omar Spates, a Philadelphia kid, comes to Corvallis, plays immensely well, and now is at LSU with, with a money deal, right? So I think that's going to happen. But I, I just hate that part of college football now. So I guess I, I don't love that, right? I think that you know you compensate that with guys like Bo Nix and Michael Penix and the NIL deals yes. that help keep them at schools in the Pac-12. Which I love that. And they did not start here. So, you know, and they're quarterbacks. Yeah. So I think that's the give and take. It is. But I think you said something that's interesting. I, you know, Ron Stone doesn't seem like that kind of guy. And I think that's really where the, the truth lies. What kind of guy are you? Not saying that you're a bad guy right. if you go to a different I, conference of play, I, but it does reveal something about you, whether or not you choose to stay and sacrifice NIL or benefit from NIL, or you choose to leave and either take some money or, or do something elsewhere, which in Spates' case, it is closer to home. It's not close to Philly, but it is closer than Corvallis I, is to home, whereas Stone, he's already a West Coast guy. He's, yeah. he's born in Texas and was raised in San Jose. I fully admit I would take the money in a lot of situations. Like I would, You'd play for live golf. I would. I would be a liver. I been a <laughs> you liver. love Cam Smith. That's yeah, your guy. That's my guy. Like I, I, I don't blame these kids for taking the money. I'm not saying that. I just love to see... Um, when kids stay at their certain yeah. schools, at the smaller schools, because I love college sports like deep down, and I, I love the underdog story, so I think that's great. Uh, real quick before we take a break here, Washington State six and a half wins. Uh, it's juiced way to the under. I got under when John was putting all these out on Twitter. I said under I, has five and seven written all over it for me, and maybe that's exactly what they talk about how they're always just you know looked down upon. But I got five and I got them at five and seven, so I would take the under. Judah, just real quick, what you think about Washington State five, six and a half? I gotta go over. All right, I, and I look. I haven't looked at the schedule too close, so I will throughout the show. Check back with me in the last segment if I change my mind. But right now, I'll go over. It's right. simply because of this. It's a culture buy for me. It's a culture buy. You know, I, I think they've got enough, and I think this Arbuckle guy knows what the hell he's doing. Well, talking about culture, we'll listen to Ron Stone Jr. Ed Rusher, Washington State. He is a big part of that culture up in Pullman. He loves it there. Him and John Canzano talk that Pac-12 media. We'll listen to that one after the break, right here on the Bald Face Truth Radio Network. All face truth, Stephen Vaughn, Judah Newby in for John Canzano, who's helping out at the camp. Exceptional 
BFT Foundation. Go check that out. Help with all you can with that. It's a great, uh, great event, great organization that they have going on over there. Uh, but we were just talking about Washington State. We heard Jake Dickert talking to John on Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. We're now going to listen to another one of the uh, Washington State greats, Ron Stone Jr., one of the best defenders in the Pac-12, 20 and a half tackles for loss, 11 sacks in his career. Ron Stone Jr. talking to John Canzano Friday at Pac-12 Media Day. Ron Stone Jr. is in studio. Uh, all right. Um, how is this going for you, Media Day? It's exciting. It's 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 been going good. You know, you get to see a lot of the guys that you play against and just have yeah. a, a relaxed moment with all of them, you know, just yeah. talk the talk and hang out a little bit. And it's not, you know, the, there's no tension between anyone. It's just a good time. Yeah, I noticed Caleb came with a different haircut Caleb mm. Williams mm. I didn't recognize him at first because last year he had kind of his hair out and and uh how much time do you guys get to know each other like how well do you like the group of 24 players yeah I mean, some of the guys you know I mean I, I so for the repeat guys you know like I was here last year and Caleb was here last year so we yeah. chatted up a little bit um Matthew uh Cindric from Cal was here last year same thing like that so you get to talk to those guys a little bit more you know um, get to learn a little bit more. You kind of freshen up. But the other thing, it's it's all quick, casual. Call. I mean, you know how guys yeah. are. You know, they get to know each other quick, and they're, they're friends. Is there know? any sizing up going on? Kind of looking. On, they don't bring yeah. a lot of offensive linemen, though. Did you notice that? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I guess they don't want to show them on camera, things like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But it's uh, <laughs> the only sizing up. It's like mm, his roster says six two. Yeah, he's not six two. <laughs> you know. Couple of those, and he's like, mm, could have sworn he looked taller on game day than what he looks right now. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. But I understand that. <laughs> uh, you have talked about. We've talked about you maybe having a career in media someday. Mm-hmm. You sure? You know, it's. Uh, Does it look that glamorous? Look around. You know, look I, around. I look see at these, the... these hedges next to me. I know they're fake. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of out of shape media guys. Man, come on, it's not a great bunch. I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm doing all right okay. compared to some, you know, come on. I mean, you know, I think I get outrun most of these guys. And that's the, uh, we got to get some of these guys some hobbies, you know, as we're going to, there's a pickleball, pickleball yeah. court set up. I said, called in a favor, got a pickleball court set yeah, up, good. you know, and uh, we could get these guys on the court. That's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, uh, we, need, we all need to get on the court. Though. We all do. You know, stay motion is lotion. I like that. Yep. I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Stone Jr. is with us. Edge rusher, Washington State. Defensively. I have no concerns about Washington State. I think you guys defensively are going to be good. Uh, offensively, I need to see a step forward. Okay. You see those guys. Right. Where, where, what area of the offense needs the improvement? Let's, let's be a media member now. Media step, member. Step out of oh, edge rusher. Okay, become an analyst. Okay. Well, remember now, like, I can't talk bad about the Cougs. No, not talk bad, but, hey, this is what we could do yeah, better. Yeah, I, I think uh... – for the most part, and this is just the whole team, you know, not offense specifically, but, you know, just being a little bit more consistent, you know, um, finishing finishing out those a couple of those drives and capitalizing on some of those things. You know, that's offense and defense. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, eliminating uh, the, the minor busts and uh, mental errors and things like that because, you know, ultimately, like, that's what costs you the game. You know, uh, a mental error on offense is a pick. You know, uh, a yeah. mental error on defense is a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So uh, just for, on the offense, getting more explosive plays and on the defense, limiting explosive plays. Okay. I like that. I think um, offensively, I, I got to see some more points. And I thought that when you guys had Nakia running the ball late in the year, middle of the late of the year, 
you guys were better on offense. It, it The beginning of the year was a little tougher, I thought. Uh, Ron Stone Jr. is with us, edge rusher, Washington State, NIL world. Help me understand. You're the kind of player that if I wanted to target a star player mm-hmm. that I would come after. Did your phone ring? <laughs> Did How does that work? You know, it's... Uh, you don't have to name names, right, but does right. your phone ring? Do people go, hey, Ron? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely happens. You know, uh, people are going to find a way to reach out to you or however they need to to get in contact and, and tell you their spiel and what they have to what they have to tell you, you know, yeah. and what they can offer, things like that, you know, and um, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy world for sure, you know, and it's, it's really hard. It, it, it you lose a little bit of integrity, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, you don't want to sit here and say, well, no, you can't change your family's life by getting all this money. You know, yeah. it's, it's a hard, hard uh, field to balance. And yet you're at, you're at Washington state still. Come on, go kooks. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was more important to me to, to finish out what I started and, uh, I really just owed it to myself and to the people to, to, to stay one more and not fall into temptations and things like mm-hmm. that, you know. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I really like what we got cooking over on, on the Palouse, and I'm, uh, I want to stay, stay and stick around to see what's going to happen. Yeah, but is it easier to do that when you know, hey, things go as they should, you'll be in the NFL? Absolutely. You get, and, 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 it'll, the time will come. And that's the thing, you know, and I think uh, – for that, that was one of the big things for me, you know, like a lot of the, the financial aspects should take care of itself if I do what I need to do here in Wazoo. So, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy to sit here and say, oh, I don't need that money. But, uh, you know, like I'm blessed and fortunate yeah. enough to, to be financially stable enough to where I don't need. It's not a yeah. need. Obviously, everyone can use the money. Sure. But like um, to just prime myself and focus on football and take that next step and you know uh, strive to reach my dreams we hear um everyone talking about legislation congressional oversight whatever but you're in the middle of it mm-hmm. what does if you were talking to lawmakers mm-hmm. what is important when it comes to that nil thing you know important yeah. part of the discussion i guess yeah I, nobody it, asked you guys this uh, it's it's crazy you know because it's like you don't want to sit there and you know it's like saying a salary cap in, in college football it sounds ridiculous yeah you know it's like what do you mean a salary cap you know and it's like it's a, uh, it's tough. It's it's a hard field to navigate, and that's why I think there's so much you know trouble navigating it because it's like it's such a new field, and you you add that with the transfer portal, it's just it's its own thing. Where it's like, wow, like I could leave, make mm-hmm. X amount of money, and still play that next season. You know, where yeah. if it was like you could leave, you would have to sit out, and then you get paid things like that, or. If it was one or the other, I think we'd look at it completely. College football is not the same. But right mm-hmm. now, the world's in. You know, you have teams that could afford to to get the, the best roster, you know, and to not have to use scholarship because they could afford to pay their walk-ons yeah. and things like that. Yeah, it creates an unbalanced playing field, too. Absolutely. And, it's just, and I, yeah. I think at the end of the day, too, it really just, in my own opinion, you know, it, it kind of kills it for, for some players, you know, and just in the sense where it's like everyone's chasing, you know, the this – Mm-hmm. the financial gain and not the actual football game, the, the the athletic opportunity, you know, like it's like, okay, who could pay me nor pay me more, not who could play me more, you mm-hmm. know? And what what's, it's not which scheme fits me better. It's which, uh, which car is going to look better on me, you know, and things like that. Start where, getting your eye off the ball. Yeah. And it, it's obviously, you know, it's great that these things are, you've earned these things and you have the ability to, uh, 
to get these things. But like at the same time, you know, like for me, football is what the the focus is. You know, getting to the next yeah. level is what the focus is, and. I want to make sure I put myself in the best opportunity and the best uh, situation to get there. We're talking to Ron Stone Jr., edge rusher, Washington State, uh, going to be a media member someday. Uh, this uh, football season, um, you guys, the way that you were picked or maybe not picked, does that motivate you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really whatever. You know, uh, for, for, for me, for the guys in the building, you know, like Wazoo's been, uh, been overlooked just about, Ever since it started, you know, uh, we could the, the year after we went eleven and two, they were like, ah, oh, middle of the pack, you know, yeah. things like that. Right. Um, so we don't we don't take too much notice of that, you know. Uh, we we don't really buy into the whole underdog thing, you know. We we know what ability we have in our building, and on our and our roster. So we we care more about what the results will look like on Saturdays than the preseason polls. Motion is lotion. Come on, Motion I'm, I'm lotion. writing that down. All right, Ron Stone, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, Good stuff, Go man. Cougs. Yep. Motion is lotion, Judah. Motion is lotion. That was Ron Stone Jr. talking to John Canzano, Ed Drescher, Washington State. I love what he had here. I love what he had to say. He was really good on the microphone, I thought. What did you think of that? Oh, man. First words out of his mouth. I was like, this guy gets it. He does. He's got great charisma. He's definitely going to have a future in media, and I can see why Cougs fans love him so much. And hell of a player. The thing is about him, I mean, you look at his stats, he had two sacks last year. 14 quarterback hurries. So, I mean, he could have been eight sacks, could have been 10 sacks, and it could have been realistically. Like, that's how good this guy is. And, uh, and that's hard to do in this day and age of, you know, the quick passing yeah. games in college football. <laughs> that guy's wreaking havoc every snap. He is. The spread offense, yeah, the quick passing, and uh, he, he is an animal. Cougars, Washington State, they're opening up at Colorado State. We've talked about Colorado State a little bit because the, uh, the uh, Colorado game. You know, Colorado, Colorado State, but they're at Colorado State. Not an easy place to win, but I imagine Washington State would get that dub uh, before they head on to take on Wisconsin back in Pullman in a rematch there. I'm excited for the Cougs, man. I Again, I, I think if I had to pick, I'd say they're under their win total, six and a half, but when they win seven. We'll have to go through their schedule. I, I bought it up during the break. We'll have to go through their schedule because there's one, maybe two games that are like make or break games. They do avoid Utah and USC, so that is a positive. Uh, for Washington State this season, they avoid maybe the top two teams. I would argue Utah's not top two, but USC definitely one of the top two positions. And uh, I mean, they, they got some spots. So, yeah, we can go through that a little bit later. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to listen to the Oregon Ducks. Bring them into a Jeffrey Bassa. He talked to on Friday. We'll hear that conversation. We got more. We got my conversation with Katana Ladapo. We got Kyle Whittingham later in the show. Shadour Sanders. You're going to want to hear that one as it was not great. In my opinion, uh, we'll hear that one at about 421. Stay locked in to the bald face truth. I'm Stephen Vaughn. That's Judy. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the bald face. Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the bald face truth radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the bald face truth radio show. Thanks for listening.